everybody, and welcome to the Now, a nerd podcast talking about nerd things. I'm your host, Robert Foley. Danny Mounds! That's who my co-host is. That's me. And, uh, Danny, why don't you tell everybody what we're talking about Why don't you today? not tell me what to do? Why don't you tell them? All right. This is your fucking idea. All right. Get off right. my back. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, asshole. Whoa. <laughs> Chill. High energy. Someone's someone's already trying to be a villain of this podcast. I kind of am, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're totally the villain. Yeah. Almost one. It's me. On the other one, it's usually Chris or Kelly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but uh, with that being said, we are talking about our top five video game villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much this goes with any video game. Just that. That's that. That's the one stipulation. So. Well, yeah. Duh. Well, <laughs> where's Woodman fall on your list for Mega Man? Oh, man. Uh, 2000? <laughs> <laughs> I was more of a scissors man myself. Uh, cut Man. Cut Man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Man, Mega Man villains are just really dumb. Dr. Wily's <laughs> stupid. Yes. I mean, not a fan. But hey, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into our lists. All uh, right. We're sharing number five, turns out. Yeah. Uh, the Elusive Man. From Mass Effect 2 and 3. Uh, yes. Uh, now, in 2, he, like, they set him up very well in Mass Effect 2 as, he's obviously a villain. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's a villain because he owns a huge corporation that does shady shit in space. Got to, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he has a, uh, like, he's not cybernetic, I don't think, but he has a, he has a ninja hitman. Yes. With a sword. <laughs> you yeah. get to kill the fuck out of him. And if he's not cybernetic, then he has a lot of gadgets. Yeah, he's pretty much riding from Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, and like he he's he's the kind of character that just pulls strings from the background. You never actually face the elusive man, not once. Right. Well, it turns out he's been indoctrinated the whole time. By right. The, um, uh, fuck. Promethean. Promethean. That's not right. What are those giant space Reapers? bugs called? Reapers. I haven't played it in a while. Back off, man. All right. <laughs> I'm still bitter about Andromeda. Yeah. I, I, a hill. <laughs> a fucking hill took me out of the game. And yeah, you told me you can switch gears in that stupid. And you still have a space vehicle, back. and I haven't just fuck fuck that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've always liked the uh, the villains that don't have to get their own hands dirty. Right, they'll get what they want. It, it's it, going back to the Xanatos uh, paradox. The characters that can create that for themselves, and if it wasn't for the whole indoctrination thing, the elusive man would fit in there perfectly. Right, it turns out he's just a puppet after all this. Yeah. With, but, I mean, as a puppet, he has his own strings going to his own puppets and stuff. It's a weird hierarchy of puppetry. Yeah, could could you imagine that puppet show where a puppet has, uh, like a marionette, has like two marionettes that each have their own two? No. Yeah, because it'd no, be weird. It sounds like something that would make me cry, honestly. It's a pyramid uh, scheme. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they picked, um, God, I can't remember the actor's name, but the voice acting was fantastic. Uh, Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Emilio Mar- Estevez's dad. Martin. Martin Sheen? Yeah, sure. Not the crazy one. No. Not Emilio Estevez. No. So, you know, the Papa one. Yeah. You know how it is. Papa Anyways, uh, yeah, every time you see him smoking those cigars and stuff, he's just sitting there. Like, he doesn't look threatening at all. No, like... he, he looks just important. Yeah, that's it. Like, at least he thinks he's important. Huge glass office just looking at an exploding star. Right. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's it's really cool visual, and then his dialogue's always really good. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, it turns out he's just a puppet, so he doesn't really fit into that Xanatos. Uh, Thing is, in like, the second game where they really set him up as to be the villain, he's not fully taken over at that point. Like he, there may be some pullings to it, but I, I don't think that he's indoctrinated at that. point. I don't know. I kind of assumed it was the entire time, honestly. Well, it's kind of like the third. In the third, 
throughout the entire game, you are feeling the effects of indoctrination. You yourself are in get, getting indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. But it's not until that final decision on whether or not you actually are. Right. You know, do you actually go against anything that would save the Reapers and essentially do what they want you to do anyway? Okay. Or do you kill them all and make that sacrifice of killing the Geth and the Saurians in the process. Mm-hmm. I, I killed them all. I'm still not sorry. But I also nuked Megaton my first playthrough of Fallout 3, and I didn't feel bad about that either. Yeah. Because then you get an apartment in Tenpenny Tower, and then you take out Tenpenny, and it's your tower! Yep. You do the same? Uh, No, I I only know that because I actually watched you do that once. Oh, really? I did yeah. it again? Yeah. No, the last time I played through, I saved uh, Megaton for the first time. I was like, man, Megaton fucking sucks. No, you showed it to me at one point. I, I don't know. That's how I roll. I nuke shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I I always just left the bomb alone. I never bothered with it. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't even deactivate it? Nah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess. Uh, no, yeah, I, I still don't feel bad about it. But, uh, anyways, number four, I'll go ahead and take this one. Nemesis from Resident Evil 3. Okay. Uh, not very familiar with the Resident Evil franchise. Okay. Uh, this is not for character. Like, Elusive Man, definitely for character in his arc in the story. This is a right. giant zombie with a rocket launcher that only says stars. Stars. That's it. Because he's hunting down all the stars members. Interesting. But holy fuck, dude. He is so intimidating. And I know I've talked about him before, but he's just, he's huge. He has a rocket launcher, and he will find you several times in that game. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about because I've seen art of him. Mm-hmm. Like, the just the big, muscular guy. Stars. Yeah. I never understood what he was saying. Stars. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's really, his whole mechanic is a fight-or-flight thing because usually you can get away with him. There's a couple times where you do have to fight. Right. But you can kill him every time you encounter him. He just, you know, comes back to life because nemesis, whatever, Resident Evil, who cares? And uh, <laughs> It's that T-virus, man. Yeah, I, I guess. Or G-virus. It's T. Well, there's a G virus in the game as well. Oh, isn't that the one that was supposed to be the cure for the T, and it actually I don't made remember. people mutate even the, further? They've like Metal Gear Solid their storyline where it makes no hey, fucking sense. Don't you fucking talk bad about Metal Gear Solid? The storylines did you play four? No, I actually have not played nine four. hours of cutscenes. I've only played the first one. I really liked it. <laughs> well, then shut up. Jeez. Hey, that first one's fucking fun. Yeah, two is good. I never played three. Four is awesome. I never played five. Not what I'm talking about. <laughs> But, um, it, yeah, it's really fight or flight or fight thing. And, uh, I don't know. It's the first time I really experienced that in a game. And it, he's so intimidating. And he'll scare the shit out of you when you're a kid, you know? Yeah. Not now, because the graphics suck comparatively. Uh, yeah. I... Oh, no. A polygon that's shooting smaller polygons <laughs> at me. This is scary. That triangle monster is shooting at me. Yeah. Well, that's what Pyramid Head was, right? Right. Originally. Pretty and... much. But then he started raping mannequins. Yeah, I actually never got into the Silent Hill series at all. Me neither. I had a buddy that would play it. I'd watch, and it was scary. God, I was young. The The only thing that really made me want to play Silent Hill was watching the Let's Plays of the Silent Hill uh, PT. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you're never getting that game, so yeah. suck it. And, th- and then the guy that wrote that and was getting ready to release that Silent Hill said, fuck this company, and left. Now yeah. he has his own company. The guy that made Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, he like I said, storyline-wise, he's meaningless as far as I know. They did put him in the second movie, which is fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, I Did I, you ever watch the last Resident Evil movie? The I final think chapter me and, or whatever? I think me and Joel saw it. W- was it bad? 
it's a Resident Evil movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody keeps on telling me, no, it's actually pretty good, and I don't believe them. No, there, there's no such thing as a good Resident Evil movie. Okay, I was just making sure. The, I mean, they're entertaining. No. But they're not good. I don't think there's been an entertaining one. I don't know. When a giant zombie, like a giant zombie dog is chasing a car down a icy road underground, I think it's kind I of entertaining. That one. I watched the first four. That was it. Oh, no, no, no. I've not seen the latest one. I, the one that I'm talking about is the one that came out right before that because that ends with uh, them meeting Wesker in the White House, and the White House is completely surrounded by, like, a world of monsters. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> it's fucking movies. They're so far removed from the games. Well, I mean, they're not so far removed from, like, five and six, but those are, like, the bastard step stepchildren of the Resident Evil series. I still have to beat four. I got halfway through it. It's too stressful. I had to take a break. Yeah. I found a shotgun, though. I think that'll help. Um, Shoot motherfuckers in the face. Yeah, they, they tend they tend to work like that. Yeah. You know? well, if I mean, there's something in your way, you don't necessarily need to aim. Just point it in the direction. Yeah. If and whatever is your problem is no longer your problem. Yeah, but then you run out of shells, and then everything's your problem. Honestly, if I would have beat that, if I'd beat that game and know more about the 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 father of the family, I'd probably put him on my list because he's weird as shit. Really? But I don't know how long he sticks in the game and stuff. I I, I don't haven't know. beat it yet. No, like I said, too stressful. Do you want me to come over and play your game so that you can watch? I can just watch. Yeah. yeah, we still have those capturing devices. Just take to take my Xbox for like a week. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. I'll watch the footage. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle it, man. Uh, speaking of uh, those scary games, um, did you see that Outlast Two came out? Yeah, you texted me. I was like, I don't give a fuck, Robert. I ain't playing that game. <laughs> no, but I know that you would watch me play. It. Yeah, yeah, that's about the um, only way I'll experience the game. We we still need to finish our uh, play of Outlast One because we're right at the end. I looked it up. We're like. In the last level. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh, yeah. It was free on Xbox One last month, and I didn't buy it. That tells you anything. <laughs> All right. It looks... It's just a stress simulator. It doesn't look fun. It it do, definitely gets you hyped up. Yeah. I don't need that. And much. apparently Outlast 2 has a lot more supernatural It's than Outlast 1 did. Like, Outlast 1 had the one psychic ghost thing that we see. Yeah. Um, But, like, this one had... I saw just a small clip of a person talking on a phone, and then a tongue came out of the phone. Like, Oh, that's sexy. Uh, Why are you putting that phone in your pants? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. Is the phone choking? Shut up. <laughs> I'm calling long distance. <laughs> no, you're not. No. <laughs> Why Why is the phone in the next room ringing? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we played the demo. Well, you played the demo. Yeah. And it ended with you getting your dick cut off. Yeah, um... And after that, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I am good, <laughs> thanks. The only thing that made me jump in that entire demo was a bird. Right. You jumped at a lot of things. You screamed like a girl at one point. Okay, the thing is, when I'm playing, I, I purposely get myself hyped up. Because that's the point of playing scary games, is to get hyped up and get scared. And so I'll do that to myself. It's still funny. Yeah, still it is. scream like a little girl, I mean. I, I mean, I totally did. That was, I can't remember what it was. I think it was something popping out of a window or something, wasn't it? Uh... No, 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 no. It was the demon that grabbed us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically what happens in, in the demo, there's this one part where you're you're teleported into a school. Right. And, and there's this dark hallway. And all you can do is open up lockers. And you find this one locker with, with a uh, uh, fucking wind-up music box. That's right, yeah. And... The entire time we're looking for a battery because as soon as our battery and we're on our last one is out, 
we have no light. We can no longer see anything. And so as this music box is playing and I'm frantically searching for a battery, all of the lockers start opening and shutting, like just slamming. Mm-hmm. And then everything just stops. And I start walking and nothing happens. And I keep walking and nothing happens. And I'm like, okay, it's probably time for us to get to the next part. Oh, I see a battery. And I grab the battery. And turn around. I turn around. And a demon that I had been like seeing a reflection of in the glasses, I turn around. Yeah, you never saw it itself. Yeah, it's right. actually pretty cool. Actually grabbed me. And we, we, we were filming it, like our actual faces mm-hmm. during it. And I react. Like I took it frame by frame. I react and then like... A ton of frames later is when you finally start to move. And it's basically because I screamed into a microphone and you had the headphones oh, on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was disoriented. <laughs> so I forgot about that. Yeah, I had the, I had the headphones in. So it was like, ah, right in my ears. So I'm just sitting there like, uh, uh, uh. uh I guess we should get back to our uh, top five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number four. Sure. Uh, Shao Kahn from that uh, motherfucker. Mortal Kombat. All right. And it's really only for one game. Nine. Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's the fight in the middle of the game. Uh and it you know, you're changing history through this magic in Raiden's uh metal and all that and you get to this fight and oh my fucking god, I've never I've never had a fighting game take me so long to beat. Uh I I got the halfway point I did find it was the last fight where you have to play as Raiden on the rooftop. That one took me like an entire day to finally beat. That one was easier because I don't play Raiden, so I was lost. Like I had mm-hmm. to completely learn like how to play a new character and shit. And uh, yeah, no, he's a fucking nightmare, huh? But yeah, it, the the middle one for me that like that was the bane of my existence. That took me like two weeks to beat that one fight. Do you remember who you, who you have to fight as? Uh, you have to fight as because I don't remember having an issue with it. The hat, the guy with the hat, Kung the Lao. Bl- Kung okay. Lao. Yeah, yeah, I'm because the Kung Lao. the original way that. Uh, that Mortal Kombat ended was Liu Kang beat him. Mm-hmm. And in this, Kung Lao beat him. Right, okay. Like, you had to beat him as Kung Lao because you're trying to change history. Yeah, because he kills Kung Lao originally. Yep. Okay. Uh, hell, going back to Mortal Kombat 3, or Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, like, he was a pain in the ass until you get pretty fucking good at the game. And if you're going through and beating it with every character to see the endings and stuff, like, if you're going in there with a character you're not great with, he will beat the fuck out of you. Oh, yeah. Because I had it for Super Nintendo, and, man, I couldn't wait to get Scott's uh, Scott's menu. Well, the the way that, like, he's powered, and for as big as he is, and as powerful as he is, you know, most games will balance that by docking speed. Nope. But not with him. That's true. Yeah, he's freakishly fast. In, he, in he's three. incredibly fast, and he hits like a truck. So, like, every time you leave an opening, you're going to lose three-fourths of your health. And then it's a scramble going, no, I'm just going to try to beat the tar out of him before he gets a chance to ever swing that axe or that hammer again. Beat the tar out of him. Yeah. Uh, of that whippersnapper. Thanks, Grandpa. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he's the boss in 2 as well, but I was always terrible at Mortal Kombat 2. I don't know why. I, I was, like, outstanding at the first one when I was a kid. Could beat it with my eyes closed. I never had 2 as a kid, so I was never good at it. Okay. Like, I would have friends bring it over and we'd play. I'd lose constantly, but then I got 3, so I was really good at 1 and 3. I don't know if he's a pain in the ass in two or what. I know there's a tiger guy with four arms, kind of like Goro. Kind of. Uh, I think they're supposed to be like... A... It's Goro's dad. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a tiger instead of a dragon. Uh, still still not my favorite like mini-boss of the Mortal Kombats. My favorite mini-boss was the, the Minotaur guy. Motaro? The... No, fuck yeah. that guy. He was a nightmare. Yeah. 
No, he was awful, and he had horse legs, and that's creepy. <laughs> no, I hated Mortaro. Still hate Mortaro. Really? Have you seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation? No. The second one? You've never watched it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sick, because if not, Just we're because... getting drunk as fuck later and watching Mortal Kombat. I mean, we not... should do that anyway. Yeah, we should do that anyway. <laughs> we're going to the campground. There's a TV and a DVD player there. I might own both Mortal Kombat movies, <laughs> definitely. I, I say we do it. Get hammered and watch <laughs> It's so fucking bad. It's amazing because Shayna loves both of them for some reason, right. both Mortal Kombat movies. And like if they, the second one starts exactly where the third one ends. But all of a sudden, Johnny Cage is a different actor. Sonya right. Blade is a different actor. But Raiden is a different actor. They they immediately do away with the problem with Johnny Cage by murdering his ass. Yeah, just the best character in the first one. They kill immediately. He beat he beat the biggest guy. In Mortal Kombat by kicking him in the nuts. That's pa- the guy. He punched, uh, punched him. him. Punched yeah. him in the nuts. Yeah. It's the nutcracker. Yeah. And I love Mortal Kombat for the reason that in Mortal Kombat X, you can still punch a guy in the dick while doing the splits. Yes. God bless America. I, I, I feel like that move should definitely do damage to both players, though. More damage to the guy on the receiving end of the punch, but just a little damage for the splits. Yeah. <laughs> I, sure. <laughs> I love that. I'm pretty sure it's in his x-ray move. Yeah. Where it just shows the when testicles explode. <laughs> yeah. But if it's a woman, he flat out punches him in the... In the vagina. Yeah. Right in the, right in the clit. It's, uh... Man, I love Mortal Kombat, you know? <laughs> it is my favorite fighting franchise. Always has been. Uh, what's your number three? Hmm. Wesker. I didn't... He's from he's from Resident Evil as well. Okay. Um, And honestly, I don't like him that much, but he's been around for so long, I feel like I have to put him on my, on my list because I love that series so much. Okay. And it got really... The series actually... His rise as the main villain kind of came with the decline of the series. If you think about it, because he's yeah. very dominant in five and six, he's not in four, and four is the best one, I think. I, I had fun with four. I think we um, talked about that. Yeah, he doesn't really show up much in two, which is also my other favorite. He's in one, and then they brought him back in five, I believe. And then there's some, I mean, he pop up, but like main storyline wise. Right. And uh, honestly, the games without him are better. <laughs> so <I'd, laughs> honestly, I should have put Nemesis above him. But uh, you do have to fight him to death in a volcano. That's kind of cool. In five. You have, to, you have to punch a boulder to death to get to him. It is the most outlandish boss fight. It's the last <laughs> boss fight of Resident Evil 5. But me and a really good friend of mine at the time, he bought it for me for my birthday because it actually came out on my birthday that year. And me and him were huge fans of 4. We sat through and we would only play the game with each other. Mm-hmm. So we co-opted, we experienced the whole game. Like, I actually really like Resident Evil 5 because of the experience I had with it. It's not a great game, but I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, 5 is the one that came out with the red Xbox, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I had. Oh, okay, yeah. It's on my 360, I'm just saying. And you have the necklace. Yeah, of Africa. I don't wear it because it makes me feel racist. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it came with it. Yeah, he bought me the Deluxe Edition. It came with a Chris Redfield figure and a stupid necklace. Okay. And it was like 40 bucks more, so worth it. I actually got the red Xbox because I wanted a red Xbox. Pretty sweet. I I didn't get it for the game at all. Right. Uh, I had a 4 I wanted a red Xbox 360. (laughs) I had it for PS3, so I didn't get a special one. But, uh... At the end, like, you're chasing him through Africa and stuff, and you take on all these huge monsters. Like, there's things bigger than boats that you have to take out and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you're fighting a human-sized man in a volcano because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and Chris Redfield is always already, like, super manly. But then you see him punch a boulder to death yeah. in a volcano to get to a man <laughs> that he hates. And so, honestly, it's, it's so outlandish and so ridiculous. It made me kind of like Wesker for the first time. <laughs> and that's the one where he brainwashes uh, Jill from the first game. Oh, that's right, with yeah. the thing on her chest, right? Yeah, it makes her all sexy and kind of awkward because yeah. she's not in the first game. She's in a beret, and it's weird. And all of a sudden, she has cleavage, and she's blonde. And with a ponytail. And the tightest 
suit you could possibly imagine. I, I just figured they painted her skin. It kind of looks <laughs> that way, honestly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a dumbass, horrible villain, but I, I have a soft spot yeah, for him. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know too much to say, honestly say anything about him. Uh, he wears sunglasses. Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> the one thing I do know. He was pretty good in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. He's a decent character. You know my disdain for that game. Yeah, I don't understand it, but I know it's there. <laughs> uh, my number three. Sure. Uh, Robotnik, or Eggman, as he's known now. Dr. Excuse, Robotnik. Excuse me, just one second. Dumb! Dumb. Oh, oh I thought you were actually me. coughing. I was about to... I, what? I did. Not... Yeah. Don't cut it, though. Leave it chips. in for no reason. Oh, okay. Why Robotnik? He looks dumb. He is dumb. His, his plans are dumb. Honestly, it's because the Sonic games were the first games that I beat, and I remember... I remember... The final fight with him. It's in Sonic 2, mm-hmm. uh, where he's in the giant robot that looks like himself. <laughs> and I he's remember, got a bit of an ego, yeah. Yeah, I remember beating that one, and then everything exploding around me and dropping. And then Tails catches you with the plane. Right, yeah. And I remember that, that ending being so cool and being like, yeah, I, I beat it, I beat it. And then you get the end if you didn't get all the Chaos Emeralds where he's just sitting there tossing them back and forth. Then it says you lose. And I was like, oh, no, I've got to beat like, this it's motherfucker. Part. Yeah. Like I remember being like that's the first time I was like, oh, fuck this. No, as a kid going, no, I'm I'm going to beat this game mm-hmm. to its fullest extent. And it's it's honestly because he was such a fun villain just visually – and then that ending screen where he's just sitting there laughing at you as he's tossing the emeralds. Yeah, I had a teacher that looked like him in middle school. So. Really? Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bleep this, Mr. Hanshu. Was that his name? Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Oh, yeah, same middle school. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. Now, that's the guy that made me uh, hate science. You should have jumped on his head. It would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he asked me what I wanted to be one year, and I, I told him that I wanted to be an astronaut, and he said that uh, the very fact that I have glasses automatically disqualifies me, and I'm not smart enough for it anyway. He told me that to my face, and after that, I went from being a B student to an F student because I just stopped caring. Oh, my God. I was in fifth grade. Oh, I could not send my uh, son to these schools, I swear. <laughs> well, that school is now a call center. I know. You you actually work in our middle school now, which yes. is fucking weird. But, and I uh, still see uh, one of our uh, middle school teachers on occasion, Mr. Oh, really? Kirby. Oh, Mr. Kirby's fantastic, though. Yeah. Don't believe his name. Oh, I no. love that guy. He's friends with my grandpa. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, Nicest guy in the world, yeah. He, uh, he He's the one that really originally helped me get into singing um, because I was in his uh, wife's orchestra class, who, yeah. your, who your brother hates. Oh, he hates his wife so much. <laughs> to be fair, she made him dress up like a horse and a rabbit. I was dressed up as a uh, chipmunk at one point. I don't want to hear it. She told him that if she saw his bow touch the strings of his violin during a concert, he'd get an F in the class. That's because, like you, he has dumb fingers. Could be. I could. No, I was good in band. <laughs> I played the clarinet. Yeah, but when you but tried... the bass clarinet, which is better and manlier. And... But when you tried to play a string instrument, i.e., guitar, you were told by your teacher at that point. My teacher was Kelly from Hold My Beer. <laughs> I'm aware. I, ha- I mean, I couldn't <laughs> have found a better teacher, to be honest with you. He just he let me borrow his guitar, and he wasn't charging me. He also gave up within five fucking minutes. <laughs> uh, but no, Mr. Kirby was awesome because uh, as a kid, I would always get super nervous during tests, mm-hmm. and so I would start singing to myself. I-, I didn't realize I was doing it, but he realized that pattern. He just allowed me to do it so that I could I could finish my test. And then anytime I didn't do homework, because I I would always lose it if I brought it home. Mm-hmm. Um, in order for him not to straight up fail me for that assignment, I would get a B if I could stand up at the front of the class, him name a show tune, and I would sing that song. That's weird. I hey, you were like Rain Man. I kind of. <laughs> Um, it's not a compliment. 
hey, that guy was smart, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, never mind. Um, and I, I only remember having detention with him a couple times if, if I was late because sometimes I had to walk to school. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would get detention on occasion. And my punishment is he would print up uh, Simpsons chalkboard quotes from the beginning of the episodes <laughs> right. and pick one and be like, okay, you're going to write this one today. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mr. I, Kirby did that? Mr. Kirby did that to me. Oh, that's amazing. I never I never got to have him as a teacher. No, I, like I that, just knew him because uh, my grandpa did. That yeah, sucks, yeah, man. As, as I a, never had him. I mean, that's, oh. that's what he did to you is amazing. I love yeah, that. As a kid, he was the first teacher that I, I really connected with. Like, him and I would just sit and talk about Simpsons. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a very sweet guy. But uh, what number are we on now? Uh, I believe it is time two? for your number two. Well, we're kind of... Uh, we have differing opinions here. Yes. Because we're going back to a classic uh, Pokemon blue and or yeah, blue and red and kind of yellow even. And kind of a little bit silver and gold. Not for me, asshole. Uh, not for you. Although your character is still in silver and gold. No. Yep. Blue is? Yep. No, you're thinking of red. No. When does blue show up? Blue is the final gym trainer that you fight before. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I... I, I your mind went to Giovanni. Yeah, uh, the leader of Team Rocket, Giovanni, right. who is the eighth gym leader in Red, uh, Red and Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I've just he he. You see a lot of his stuff in the background. He's yeah. the one that. Well, hell, you run into his gym super early on, but you, you yeah, can't it's, get it's, in the, it's he's the not very there. first gym that you find. Is it? I thought you found it right after the first. No, okay. because you find his, and then you go through Viridian Forest, and that's when you find Brock. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, cause you have to double back all the way to home before his opens up. And that's only after you've already fought him twice. Right. And I, as a kid, when you're fighting Giovanni, like he is talking down to you as adults do kids. And it makes you as a kid, I remember feeling that, oh, screw this adult. I'm going to beat this guy. Yeah. It's your beastie boys moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. I had to fight for my, re- I'm, that's a completely different band. No, that's beastie boys. Oh yeah. Pop! Hey, don't what, don't finish it now. You fucked it all up. What? Oh my god, your your comprehension of rap music baffles me. Hey, I have a very wide comprehension of rap music. I just... no, you don't. You think MC Hammer is Run DMC? You think Beastie Boys is somebody else? Okay. In in my defense, I don't care about bands. I care about the music itself. I am a true artist. Oh fuck you. <laughs> Oh God! Vomit. <laughs> Anyways, I kind of went with Blue because he's the raging asshole that you actually want to one up. I, I I knew that when he showed up, like it would be fairly challenging for a kid to beat him, and I knew that I had to. Like I, I wanted yeah. to take this guy down a peg. He he's your rival, and you know he he is very cocky in the very beginning, and then you know he kind of takes a a turn in his personality right after um. You Not, spank his ass in the 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 um, SSN. Yeah, yeah. You might murder his eradicate, but uh, well, I mean, to be fair, it might. He maybe he had it coming. Maybe he had it coming. Robert. That that that's the creepy pasta or or the theory. It's just a theory. Yeah, a game theory. <laughs> well, <laughs> we no, I can't the, use that. The, the creepy pasta is because you actually run into him in the cemetery town, right? Um, and uh, apparently in that town, with everything that's going on, there was a sound. In the original soundtrack of the pew, 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 mm-hmm. there was a sound going on in the background that caused people to kill themselves. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's actually no documented cases of no. it happening, but it totally happened. It totally this happened. Guy on the internet, yeah, the pallet town. Well, whatever. 
Lavender Town, rather. Lavender Town, yeah. But uh, no, I, like uh, taking down Giovanni for me was cool, of course, because that not only do you take down the big bad guy, you get your final badge. Yeah, you get your final badge, and you're you're able to test yourself to become a Pokemon master, right? But, uh, against uh, the Elite Four, which is cool. But then, I mean, you take on the champion, and it's. It's blue. Like, it, somehow he still beat you there. After you knocked him down every time you ran into each other, he still reached the goal before you did. Yeah. And it makes it even more satisfying when you spank him one last time and send him home to And mommy. then his grandpa comes in. And, yeah, you're like <laughs> his new favorite grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing with Giovanni. Do you ruin Blue's life? You kind of do. But he becomes a gym leader. Yeah, but uh, gym leaders leave their families. We've seen that time and time again. Uh, uh In the cartoon. We don't count that. No, and uh, Ruby and Sapphire. When do they leave their family? Your dad is a gym leader. Oh, your dad, yeah, he doesn't leave you. He's not home? Just because your parents got a divorce. That... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Now he has two Christmases. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid that grew up with two Christmases, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, my parents are divorced, dude. Well, I know that, you jackass. <laughs> I didn't know that having two Christmases kind of made divorce okay for kids. <laughs> Well, it's still traumatizing and fucks with you uh, emotionally, and on a deeper level, never the scars will go away. But you get some sweet uh, that toys. That made sense in my head before it came out as garbage out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the the effects of Giovanni in the first game, the first games, uh, ripple three years later in Gold and Silver because Team Rocket is still a thing, and they're looking for Giovanni, their leader. Right. Um, and they... Oh, fuck, I do remember that. Yeah, he's, like, hiding in a waterfall, because that's what you do. Yeah, uh, he, you know, the fact that he was such a strong villain in the first games ripples through its sequel. Right. And, and in all honesty, that's why I had him as my number two, in, instead of Blue or Gary or whatever you wanted to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, Buttface is what I called him in the first game. I, I think I had him as Assface. Yeah, I had my person, good, good Baptist boy, couldn't do it. Oh. Buttface. Nobody ever looked at my game, so. Uh, I found out years later that every time I left my Game Boy laying around, my brother would turn it on and play for a while and then save to fuck with me. Uh, my sister would try to start a new game and erase. Uh... <laughs> he never did that. No, my brother wasn't that big of a dick. Oh, my sister didn't realize that that's what she was doing. Oh, okay. Uh, that's why I started hiding my Game Boy. Oh, I would have, yeah. Uh, no, he would play for a while. He he actually ended up kind of liking the game, so he'd pick it up and play it. And then for a while, after a while, he stopped saving, you know, and he'd just play it for a while. and then... Okay. Put my Game Boy back and act like it was never touched, but I'd go and I have to replace four AA batteries. <laughs> <sighs> Technology, man. All right, uh, on to our honorable mentions. Yeah, I have some. You, you don't have any, do you? You saw me write my list right before we started recording. Yeah. Don't patronize me, Robert. <laughs> All right, so first honorable mention is Sephiroth. Now, this is an iconic villain from the Final Fantasy series, specifically Final Fantasy VII, although he does appear in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Right. Um... And he is a super strong villain, but, and I'm going to make some Final Fantasy fans uh, pissed, severely overrated. Oh, I like, didn't say it. Char- Character-wise, he is boring as a All I'll say about Sephiroth is that he has to be overcompensating for something with that sword. <laughs> right? Well, it, that... Maybe he's a bit Irish. I, I think that... You the... think he's a bit Irish, Robert? <laughs> no. <laughs> you jackass. I, I think that... Uh... The entire Final Fantasy VII uh, game is just uh, a huge debate of length versus girth. Could be. It's a it's a, it's a long one. Well, look at clouds. That's oh, a girthy yeah. motherfucker. That's true. <laughs> hmm. That's deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my next honorable mention is Bowser. 
Yeah, not enough substance there. Not enough substance, although they've tried to flesh them out in uh, some games. And I think the RPGs, they really do flesh them out a little bit better, but I haven't really played too many of those. Like the, the RPGs that come out on the DS and the 3DS and all that apparently really flesh him out better. Fuck, I just, I just thought of a new number one. So I'll throw my original number one on my honorable mentions. Um, okay. Mundus from the first Devil May Cry game. Okay. Uh, it's not that he's that great in the, the storyline once again. He is pretty cool, and he knows, like, your dad's a demon. He knows your history better than you do, really. And then just comes to giant demon form and, like, an epic fight at the end where you have to beat him in three different stages, one of which is pretty much just a side-to-side shooter. Right. Like an arcade shooter. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Like, I, I've said this on the podcast before. I beat that game seven times. That was by far the first game I got, like, balls of the wall in. Yeah, it seems like that was your favorite favorite game there for a while. Oh, yeah, I love it. I have very fond memories. I need to pick up the collection. I never really got into the games until the fourth one. fourth one was good. Which has, like, essentially uh, the main character from the first three games, Doppelganger? Pretty much it. That has Uh, a ghost hand? It's a demon hand. De- right, demon Robert, don't hand. be ridiculous. Demon hand. My uh, yeah, they kind of pulled a Metal, Metal Gear Solid 2 where like, oh, I'm going to play as Dante again. This is fun because he's quippy and it starts the game and you're not Dante. You're Neo. No. Uh, but Neo character-wise isn't quite as fun, but he plays the same and it's not too unfamiliar. And then at the halfway point, you play the second half of the game as Dante again. Right. And, uh, the and same you... exact thing as Metal Gear Solid 2 where you start as Raiden and then go to Snake. Right. Uh, but instead of essentially going back through the game exactly, you just do it in reverse. The yeah. last boss that you yep. just fought as Neo is the first boss that you fight as Dante. Yeah. It's it's a weird way to do a game, but I enjoyed it. I, I liked the game a lot. It, it was it was definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, the gameplay is really what kept me going in that. Because oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's just so fun just to see your numbers go up to like 500 hits. That's kind of what kept the remake. That uh, kept me in the remake because Dante's so different and it's a darker game. Right. Uh, it's not as fun, not nearly as fun. See, I had a lot of fun with that one, but then again, I once again, I didn't know the series too much going into it. You mean the remake? Yeah, the DMC. Oh, I, I didn't mean uh, gameplay wise. The gameplay is just as fun, but like the story, the story isn't as fun. The characters aren't as fun. Oh no, I thought that I thought it was funny that he was essentially taking on big media in the government. Yeah, his, <laughs> the big boss is pretty much Bill O'Reilly. Like before Trump got into office. I know they they called some shots. Yeah, they did. Hey, what's uh, what's Trump's favorite flavor of tea? Mmm, peach. Impeach me. Oh. Yeah, okay. Whatever. This is why we don't go political. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... They're good games. I, I actually like all of them. So. Okay. Um, Except for two. Fuck two. Uh, as, a, as a tag on to Bowser, I would actually like to throw on his kids because in, in the Super Mario world, when you beat the castles with his kids in, mm-hmm. if you actually read that little wall of text that comes up as you're destroying their castle, you actually find out that... Generally, they were just trying to do their own thing. Like, yeah, their father gave them these castles that they had to rule over the lands with, but, like, Ludwig was just trying to write symphonies. Oh, really? Yeah. His daughter was an opera singer. I never dug into it, man. Yeah, I had no idea. (laughs) Like, they all have their own individual personalities. They were just trying to live their lives under their father, yes, but what else are you going to do when your father has a kingdom? Right. (laughs) Deep, man. Um, But Ganon. Was my next honorable mention. From Zelda, yeah. Yeah, and he's very interesting. Uh, I like the way that they constantly redo him so that you're never fighting exactly the same villain like you do with the Mario franchise. Right. It just uh, He falls a little bit into the generic category at this a point. A little bit, which is why I didn't add right. him into my list. Uh, Master Hand from the Smash Brothers. What? Master Hand from no, the I Smash Brothers. No, I know what Brothers. you're talking Why? Uh, 
just because playing that game was like I remember the first game was super hella fun. Oh yeah. First time I played it, super hella fun, got all the way to the end, just fighting these Nintendo game characters, and then a giant gloved cartoon hand comes down from the heavens and I'm like, What? Yeah, it's uh, it's, like, it, it's very surprising, I'll give you that. <laughs> I love how in like the one of the later ones, if it wasn't the newest one, you you can fight two hands at once. It's Master yeah. Hand and Crazy Hand. Yeah, Master Hand and Crazy Hand. Um, and uh, the, the video game theorist, as you referenced earlier, actually does a very good and interesting episode on what the different bosses over the franchise means. If by reference it, you mean I came up with the new and original catchphrase. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> uh, it, it's, wor- it's worth the watch. Um, and then my final honorable mention is, uh, Mario. What? Donkey Kong Jr. He's the main villain. Uh, and he's whipping Donkey Kong, who he has in a cage, as you You as have to have a hipster Don- choice on every fucking what? list. I just, I can't handle it. Why do you always call me a hipster? I don't get it. That's a hipster choice. Why is that a hipster choice? That's a, that's something that I'm going is... against the grain, twirl my mustache. It's, he's an actual villain! I'm counterculture, I'm twirling my mustache, where's my guy Fox mask? Where is it? It's under my bed. <laughs> Where they should stay. <laughs> uh, number one. All right, number one. Mine? Yeah. Oh, uh, the president from Fallout 3. Okay. Because you go through this whole, I mean, like, right out the vault. President Adam? I believe so, yes. Um, right. Eden. Eden. Eden, Eden yeah. Uh, right out the vault, you see these flying robots, and you start hearing about this guy immediately. Right. Uh, and, like... Stepping out of the vault for the first for the first time, the first time you play those games is, I mean, you go from this these tiny cramped corridors corridors to this giant open space where you're like, oh, you're already overwhelmed. And he almost his voice almost becomes a source of comfort, you know, because it's there the whole time. Yeah, he's on on your radio. Mm-hmm. Um, plays all the patriotic music. He constantly cuts in with different like motivational speeches. Right, and then you find out that he's the villain. He's a bastard coded bastard with bastard filling. Yeah. Yeah, and uh and you also find out big shock, he's a computer. Yep. Which when you first find out like it blew my mind and really? then it's as easy as deactivating him. Yeah, you you can choose to deactivate him or you can uh, cuz he's he's the one that gives you the thing to end the game. Right. Um well, sure. he he gives you uh, something that you can put in the water to kill all the super mutants and stuff. Right. Uh, to pretty much poison everybody, which you can do. I've never actually done that option. I'll nuke a town, but I won't kill everybody. I'm not that big of an asshole. Um, I always deactivated him and, uh, yeah, did and the purification the water. properly. Yeah. yeah. And I always sacrificed myself at the end to make me feel better about all the horrible choices I've made. <laughs> so, but, uh, well, yeah. You, you know that you can purify the water and not kill yourself, right? Now you can. Yeah. You can either send a companion in. Uh, but originally you had to go do it yourself, I believe. It's when the DLC started coming out that they actually fixed it because they realized that, oh, you have to be alive again. Right. Uh, and if you sacrifice yourself now, you just wake up later. Yeah. So, not as cool, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just thought it was really cool. And then after that, you get Liberty Prime. <laughs> so, that's um, my number one, man. All right, my number one is uh, GLaDOS from the Portal series. Never played him. No? Ever? Nope. Uh, she is, from from the very beginning, she's the only voice that you hear in Portal 1. Okay. The, the only voice. <clears throat> and she's the one that instructs you through the beginning of the game. And then as you play, you find out that, you know, she's, she's got a personality of her own. She's doing these tests, uh, using you to do these tests, I should say. Yeah, you're just a guinea pig, right? Yeah. And then 
she tries to kill you. Like one test is over and she's like, okay, now just stay on the platform and it draws you into a fire and you have to jump away in order to survive. <laughs> oh, wow. And then she starts scolding you. And like at that point, you are going through different uh, places trying to find where she is and you find out that the scientist that ran this place, she killed with deadly nerve poison. Oh, wow. And... You find out that the cake is a lie. Yep. Well, that... <laughs> That was the thing. At the beginning of the game, they say if you do all of your tests the way that we tell you, you'll get a cake. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. That's what you're seeing that leads up to her trying to kill you. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah I just knew the catchphrase. I, you know, like I said, never really played the games. Yeah, super fun game. Super fun villain. Like, she'll sit there and insult your weight. And oh, wow. <laughs> like, she, she's, uh, she's a catty girl. And then in 2, you actually find out a little bit about her history. Oh, yeah. Um, she was actually once a person. Oh, okay. Uh, who the the guy that created uh their lab? Um, she was essentially his assistant and lover. Okay. And then he turned her into Glados against her will. Oh wow! In, in the second game, uh, there's like these series of clues that you can find and online get a clip of her screaming that she doesn't want this oh, and wow. like it was disturbing because it sounds kind of like a rape oh really yeah that's yeah, rough man yeah but her personality is what created glados like they stripped her of all humanity and used her personality and then at the end of the second game she saves you oh really yeah oh. and she she like you you help each other out mm-hmm. and you put her back in charge of the facility and she goes, you know, I'm not going to kill you. I, I do need to thank you, though. You found the last remaining piece of this person. Then, it, like, you hear the computer going, memory deleted. Oh, wow. <laughs> hmm. And she, she's like, I'm not going to kill you. I just want you to get out. And she takes you to the surface. That's cool. Yeah. Plus, she's fond of musical numbers, correct? Yes. So that's always fun. Which yeah, I love a is a very villain. fun ending. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's probably a good choice. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, never played them. I, I recommend it, and if you, uh, when you get the second one, I will play the multiplayer with you. Okay. Yeah, that could be cool. Uh, that's a game series that I've, I've always loved. Yeah. It's just a very fun concept. You know Valve is always good about putting the, the third title of a game out, too, so I'm sure we'll see a Portal 3. Oh, yeah, and, and a uh, Left 3 Dead. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, dude, I love the Left 4 Dead series, and I'd be okay so with that I. dumbass name. Yeah. Uh, that, was my, that was the only game series that my wife ever got into, like before she lost her eyesight fucking love that game dude that's one of the first things we did as a couple sit down and just kill the fuck out of zombies i could see that yeah a lot of fun um yeah absolutely love those games and Mm. the dlc for the first and second game after the second game came out was super sad like the old guy the old guy sacrifices himself oh yeah for left for dead yeah there was even a comic that came out to specifically explain what happened Uh, frank wasn't it or francis no not francis francis was the uh motorcycle guy oh that's right uh, yeah, I can't remember his name now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, they didn't need to make it that sad. Gus? No, Gus was the black guy. He usually plays the chick. I could see that. Yeah. I always played as Francis, because yeah. he's the funniest. Uh, I couldn't, because uh, James always called him. Uh, <laughs> so I could see that, too. Uh, so we would sit there and play those games for hours, man, trying to get all the achievements. It's, one, it's probably the closest I've ever come to completely uh, getting all achievements in, in a game. Okay. Without really trying all that hard. All right. So. Um, so before we go on to our nerdly debate, there's something of great import that we need to talk about. One of the Almond Brothers died. Not what I was going to do. Way to bring it down, Jackass. Oh, sorry. Turns out you can catch a Midnight Rider. Yeah. <clears throat> you proud of yourself? 
That's fine. Third Spider-Man trailer came out. Fuck, I forgot to watch that. You haven't watched it? Dude, I was, in the, I was at work when you texted me. I couldn't just sit there and watch videos on YouTube. Pause the recording because we're talking about it. So, Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, hey, I saw that now. Thoughts? Looks pretty cool. Turns out he has a Jarvis? That's weird. Kind of, Like a yeah. co-pilot, yeah. That's kind of odd. Um, that could be cool, though. Well, designed by Tony Stark. I mean, right. I think that's the closest that we're going to get to an Iron Spider. Nah, um, but you we know, can get the real thing. You know what it feels like, though? Hmm. It feels like the comic book as it is right now, oh, with yeah. him having all of... Because the new trailer opens up, and he puts on the suit, and it says, you have, like, 570 different web shooter combinations. Right. And... and and that's something similar to what he has now, where he has multiple web shooters or multiple web cartridges uh, just attached to his wrist. And he'll just be like, all right, uh, number 76, and it'll be like taser web. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and so it, it, like the gadgets that they've shown so far look a lot like newer Spider-Man comic, which I really like. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, the movie still looks like a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I think that watching the second trailer that came out in this trailer... I know too much about the movie. It's starting to get that way a little bit. There were a lot of repeating clips in this one, though. Yeah, but there were some clips in the last one that, I, watching the two together, I, I, I'm pretty sure I could give you a synopsis of what the film is. Yeah, I'm sure. But we're getting the shocker, it looks like, and that's exciting. Yeah. The villain you never knew you wanted and still really don't, but it's kind of cool to see him anyways. <laughs> yeah. Because you recognize him. Yeah, uh, not just one villain. Could you imagine uh, if this is the start of an actual Sinister Six That'd be kind of cool yeah. thing going on. Uh, and did you hear that they are they've cast uh, Venom? Venom. Yeah, Channing Tatum. Nope. No. The other guy that looks like Channing Tatum, <laughs> Tom Hardy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Bane. I'd love to see him be Venom in Bane's voice. <laughs> Ooh, Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man. I. You're doing Connery. Shex. <laughs> Wait a bail. <laughs> Shex. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay, good. <laughs> I killed your act again, So, so what do you what do you think about uh, about that? The fact that they're already doing a Venom one that isn't attached to Spider Man yet. Well, the fact that they're uh, they cast him makes me think they might do like Soldier Venom. Maybe we might be seeing a war movie and Venom's your antagonist. Maybe that that could be really cool. Yeah. My my question is: Is it it still in the universe that the Spider Man that we're getting now is? No, no, this will have nothing to do with Marvel Studios, I guarantee it. Okay. They've already, there's already too much tension it, it, there. If that's the case, then I, I'm not sure that I'm going to like it. If they do the Soldier Venom, I'd, I'd go see it. I think it'd be kind of cool. I'm going to go see it, because yeah. uh, they have my money. <laughs> Can you do that, first off? Because you need to establish a Venom. Like, yeah. You need Eddie Brock in there. Exactly. But you're going to have to get Flash Thompson in there. If they do that, it seems like it couldn't be the first film in a series. That's what it feels like to me, which is why I'm like, I, I'm very hesitant. You know, set him up in Spider-Man and then break it off. Yeah, they should have got somebody else from the 70s show, like Wilder Valderrama, to play Venom. Uh, who, who, which one's that? Fez. Oh. I would have been okay with Hyde. Make Hyde. Uh... <laughs> Make Hyde Venom. Yeah. He's so high, he doesn't care. <laughs> hmm. Still wear the sunglasses all the time. <laughs> <laughs> While the suit's on. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Because it worked really well last time they cast somebody from that show to be uh well, they they picked the Red skinniest Foreman as dude. Venom, though? Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Just telling Spider-Man he's going to break his foot off in his ass? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I would totally watch a Red Foreman. <laughs> we think you're a dumbass, Spider-Man. As long as it's not Ashton Kutcher. Nothing against the guy. I just don't think that he'd be able to play Venom all that well. No. No, I don't think he could. I think Hyde could legitimately pull it off. No. You don't think so? No, he's not intimidating enough. Tom Hardy's intimidating. 
I don't know. I th- I think that there's a switch there that if pulled, he he could be really intimidating. I think you might be wrong. I don't know. Bob. What? Bob from the show. <laughs> Keep the fro. Yeah, got to. <laughs> well, it was a wig, so you could put that right on top of the symbiote. Yeah. Um. All right, so nerdly debate. Okay. So with our list of villains, if you were going to play a game where one of your villains was the main character, basically you play as the villain to flesh out a story of their own, which villain gets his own game? I think I got one. We take the Arkham games, right? Okay. But you play as the Joker, and it's pretty much just Grand Theft Auto where you just do whatever the fuck you want. That could be fun. Was Joker on your list? No, why wasn't Joker on my list? I don't know. Fuck. I was going to say, I said from your list. You Damn threw it. out Joker. Why wasn't Joker on my list? That's my new I... number one Joker from Arkham City. Okay. Boom, where he's dying. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, why wasn't... I was sitting there, I was like, I can't I think no of idea, any, dude. man. Because I love those games so much. And like, man. I could see that game. Him coming to power. Mm-hmm. Like, going around. Anybody that goes against him, he just straight up kills. Mm-hmm. Makes an example of, and you're, like you're, you can't kill everybody because you're actually trying to accumulate power, but... But you can if you want to, because... Yeah, because you're the Joker. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, The person who I would want to get uh, his own game is Giovanni. It would be a prequel to Pokemon Red and, Red and Blue and explaining why he's doing the things he's doing. Because there are a ton of fan theories out there. The biggest one being that him and Mr. Fuji were part of a scientific team that actually created Mewtwo. And that's why he is going after the specific items that he is. There's also a theory where he jumps off a waterfall in gold and silver and kills himself. So There's also that. Yeah. But, yeah, that could be interesting. But yeah, to, to because you never know why he's doing it. Yeah, it could, like, be, it could show they, a darker side of Pokemon as well. It, it could. Yeah. Could uh, I mean, there was a game that was like Feudal Japan War, but that's not canon. Right. Um, but yeah, if they were to make a canon Giovanni game, I would totally play it. And like, not even reveal that you're Giovanni until the very end. Right. That could be kind of cool, man. Yeah. Mine would be more fun, though. Suck it. I don't know. You don't get to throw chattering teeth at people in your game. A dark Pokemon game, though? That could be interesting, yeah. Could be. Yeah. And especially seeing as how he, when he's talking to you the final time, he says that he was a lot like you when he was growing up. Oh, yeah. But we know that there was a war that happened during his lifetime. Yeah, because of Lieutenant Surge and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So that could be very interesting. Yeah, could be. So, um, But yeah, that's who I would want to see a game made for. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't put Joker on my list. My yeah. life is a lie. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Whatever. I said any video game. I'm over I it. clarified that at the beginning, and then you, you called me out for it. I'm over it. All right. Uh, well, your name is? Danny Mons. Your name is? Robert Foley. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.